listening to the TLC Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tyler, Landon, and Caleb. It is Raider Week, everybody. Raider Week. I'm back this week. I almost wasn't again. I almost missed the third consecutive show, but then I didn't. So now I'm here. Uh, I'm Landon Fields. You can find me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I am Caleb Derlin. You can find me on Twitter at CDerlin53. I'm Tyler Safatinaya. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Suavage underscore. Tyler and Caleb held down the fort perfectly without me. Um, don't get any bright ideas, though. Um, <laughs> but no, they did They did a good job uh, without me, uh, as I knew they would, because, you know, they're, they're competent boys. Um, not as competent as me, maybe, but they're, they're, they're pretty competent boys. Um, they know more about the audio equipment than I do. I just talk into it, and it works. Um <laughs> But it I'll is not to turn it into like the CT pod, right? <laughs> CT. Um, you have to find an E, and then you can <laughs> yeah, yes, e- we would. equally football. Now, who related. does need a CT? It's uh, Odell Beckham. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> At least he's not on the Chiefs. Yeah. Breaking news: OBJ signs with the Raiders. We had unloaded two podcasts. Rams. Or the Rams, not the Raiders. He should have gone to the Raiders if he was smart. Uh, yeah, we unloaded two sh- somewhat shorts onto OBJ. And I don't the know if the Raiders there. wanted him. Probably not. I mean, I don't know how they much claimed the him. Chiefs really I don't think, wanted him. Uh, I don't know if they had I don't him. think anybody really wanted him. Other, otherwise, they would have claimed him. I think he signed for the vet minimum. No deal. No no information has been released on that yet. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to be a Ram. I don't know how they found the cap space for that unless he signed for $6.00. Uh, but yeah, the Rams, I don't, I, to be honest, I thought, you know, adding Vaughn Miller was really huge for them. Um, but now I, th- I think this, this actually may hurt them. You guys, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, you right. know what I think of, right. Or of if you OBJ. listen to four seconds of the show, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about OBJ every day on this pod. I mean, Baker, Baker good, was the never PFF ranked number one quarterback last week, the week after OBJ leaves. So I'm not yeah, surprised. Yeah. Yeah, the the Rams I think are trying their best to be an NBA team. It's just like, what are the big names, and can we get them on this team? And yeah. if the answer is yes, um, then they'll do it. And so far they have. They had seemed to work so far before. Let's see how the cohesion sticks out. Um, there yeah. were reports out there that OBJ was uh, looking for a language in his contract that would guarantee targets. Dumb. Yeah. Dumb. So, dumb thing to have. <laughs> You know, if you wanted to guarantee targets, you probably should have went home to New Orleans uh, and, yeah. and got that because you would have been the number that one is, target. By that a is lot. something that you should not be putting in your or asking even to put in your contract. Not I mean, wild. We already knew I mean, that that was going to be an issue. I'm really glad it's not here. Yep. I, I, it just makes zero sense to me why a team would chase after that after hearing about that. Part of me really wanted the Chiefs to sign him just to see what would happen. But from a purely football perspective, yeah, it's, it's a good thing that he's not in Kansas City, in my opinion. I think with the talent level, it could have been really high if he would have play up to those standards, but we haven't seen those standards hit since 2016. So yeah. I'm, yep. I'm really, really, really happy that, that it, it didn't end up here because I, I just feel like nine times out of ten, it's going to bounce the way that it's been bouncing since he's been in the league. 
Yeah. Right. It's not been good for OBJ or anybody near him on the field, on the team, coaching staff, regardless. OBJ is just bad for business. And the big thing is, is there's a lot of people in, in on Chiefs Twitter been saying, you know, nobody's come out and said that he's been a locker room cancer. But there has been reports coming out that he's crying for targets. And when he's not targeted, mm-hmm. he cries for them more. Um, and then it's not necessarily him being a bad teammate, but there does come the line with the media and being a bad teammate can be considered on the outside view about how much the media becomes involved uh, in the team proceedings. Yeah, definitely so. At the end of the day, I am glad that OBJ is not on the Chiefs, even though I think it would have been fun. I definitely don't think it really would have worked or been good necessarily. Uh, OBJ has an addiction to himself and it's, it's not healthy. Yes. He, I mean, his, his plead for getting guaranteed targets in his contract is just baffling to me. Like obviously he plays wide receiver. I understand really wanting to catch the ball, but Maybe just get open. Maybe, yeah, maybe get maybe open. Maybe catch the ball when it's thrown to you. <laughs> or maybe just, like, be connected enough with your team that it's okay when you don't get a ton of targets. Yeah. But no. Work, work, nobody cares. Work harder. Yeah, yeah. I think we're done with OBJ. OBJ is probably not going to be much of a factor in Los Angeles. I don't it doesn't like it. move their needle anywhere but down, probably. I don't see it moving up uh, unless OBJ becomes 2016 OBJ, which... I don't see it happening in the near future. I mean, he's no. got a he's got a good enough quarterback to be so a much better quarterback than he has played. I mean, with. he's definitely set up for success. Uh, he's been oh, set yeah. up success, for success many times, though. Do, do you think we'll see him on the before we move off of this topic completely and on to Raider Week? Do you think he plays this week? Today is Thursday. He would have just landed in L.A. today. Do you think he even gets five snaps come Sunday? He will have less than five snaps. Uh, I think it's more likely he has zero than five. Yes. I'll be honest. I don't know if he suits up. Yeah, I was, that was also I don't think on the table. I, I, would, I would be very surprised if, the, Feels if Sean likely. McVay and the rest of the team allows him just solely being there for two days before a game. It, it'd be really odd to allow him to stay on yeah. the sideline, sure, but suit up, I, I wouldn't think so. Right. Yeah, There's I don't just think he'll play. not enough time to even learn plays in that amount of exactly. time, really. Uh, certainly not enough plays to actually function in any kind of offense, but... Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. It was fun to follow. We'll see what happens now that he is a Ram. But it is Raider week for the Kansas City Chiefs coming off back-to-back kind of gross wins. Um, I didn't get my thoughts on the Packer game. My general thoughts on the Packer game were um, there. It was it was a game. They won it. Uh, it was Jordan Love, so it's tough to judge. The defense did look good. Offensive defense completely swapped. They've completely, completely yeah. swapped positions from where they were in the first and few weeks. I thought that the defense was going to put it together eventually. But now and, the offense has have, completely disintegrated. But I did not think that the offense would only be putting up 13 points and three points in consecutive weeks. So here we are. Well, not consecutive weeks. Oh, uh, I guess there was, there was a game that in twenty there, but only twenty at home against the Giants, and then thirteen at home against the Packers, coming off three yep. to the Titans. Uh, bad, really Still bad. Forty points in in three weeks three total. Weeks. That's not even fourteen a game. That's it's not what we're used to here it's, it's, in, in KC land. Yeah, it, it's been bad on offense, which is really strange because it, despite the turnovers, 
it was really good <laughs> early yeah. in the week, early in the year. They were scoring a lot of points, even with the turnovers, which obviously were bad. Props to, but they were still scoring. Props, now they they props can't to them score. For not turning over. The yeah, ball. they're not turning over. They didn't turn it over against the Packers, uh, but they still. But now they just can't find any rhythm. It's just it's gone. It, it's very strange to watch. I think there were some close plays on Sunday. Yes, um, more so than there had been. This isn't recently. a post game, so we'll probably wrap this up soon. Yeah, but there was some close plays, and I think that during this Raiders game, I think we will see some of those connect, and it will be relieving this Sunday. I think. I hope so. I think the one thing that we're missing, if we're if we're looking forward to this Raiders game, which we always play better in the division, um, even even against the Chargers, our offense played well. Our defense obviously did not, which they seem like they're coming into their own typical Spags defense in Kansas City, at least. Um, is the timing issue? We had a timing issue with McColl. McColl, yep. we we've always talked about this. This is one of the reasons why everybody wanted him out and to bring OBJ in. Is it wasn't necessarily McColl. the timing factor with McColl. It's McColl finishing routes play through the end of the play or until yep. you see the ball is not going to you yep. and then play through whatever like if you're on the opposite side of the field fine that's fine i don't mind it but play through until you know where the ball is going on that play that travis kelsey is wide open the people are complaining about. about uh mccall was running open and then he just stopped on his route and, and then he picked it back up and he, he missed it, it back by like up. a yard yeah so, yeah. I I think that's definitely on McColl. I think Mahomes had the right idea there. Obviously, you want to see you, uh, you take the easy one when the offense is looking like it is. But I think Mahomes was doing the right thing there. And as far as timing goes, we've we've obviously been off a little bit between Pat and and Tyreek and Travis. It hasn't been there, but I think that has an opportunity to get cleaned up obviously every week but I think mostly this week is is seeing it's a rivalry week we've started to, started to put things together uh, on on defense and I think the defense really is the backbone of this team as I said last week it's the backbone of this team that doesn't mean that they're the forefront that just means that they're the ones who help us stand up straight because they bend and don't break and they're obviously looking a lot better uh even even with two lesser offensive opponents. And in this franchise outside of the last like three to four years, that has been the case. The defense has been the backbone of the Chiefs since their existence before Patrick Mahomes. Outside of a year with Priest Holmes and 27 touchdowns um, and that offensive line, it's been the defense. And if we were bad, you look at the defense, the defense is probably bad. If we had a good year outside of the Priest Mahomes, um, Priest Holmes year, and that Priest crazy Mahomes. Year, Priest Mahomes. Priest Mahomes. <laughs> um, but outside of those, that, those couple Priest Holmes dominant seasons, it, it hasn't been the offense in this dynasty or in this franchise. So I, it's very nice to see the defense working again. Uh, it it's is. only been a couple weeks. We need to put it together for the rest of the season. Hopefully, we can put it together for a few seasons. Because if we get Mahomes and this offense even working at a fraction of what they were doing in the last few seasons, and the defense can continue to be a backbone of this team, it will become a, di- a dynasty. And and that's I think that's just fact. Hopefully so. Uh, it is really nice to see the defense actually play even somewhat well again. Um, and they did play genuinely well against the Packers. Now, going against the Raiders, though, it's like... Well, let's let's talk about the Raiders' season for a moment. Super weird. It's, Super it's been weird. a really weird 
but it's also to be expected. So they they began the season off hot. They got uh, a fluky overtime win against the Ravens. They got a win against the Steelers, who at the beginning of the season are always pretty good. They they nudged by what we thought was a pretty decent Dolphins team. They were playing decent at the time, anyways. Um, it turned out to not be super decent. <laughs> turned, turned now out we know that they're decent. terrible. <laughs> Although I think they are better than their record proceeds. They are better than two and seven, but um, then they get you know then they gosh they, they play the Raiders. Was that that was before the John Gruden? Or the the Raiders played the Chargers and lost. That was before the John Gruden issue. Yeah. But that was to be expected. That was before Herbert really started to play into his issues. Uh, and then right after the Chargers game is when they ran into the John Gruden issues, right? And they played uh, four games now without John Gruden, I believe that is. Um, it was right before the Bears game. So then they go in and they get absolutely destroyed by the Bears. They come away with a win against the measly Broncos, and then they lose. Uh, they they get past the Eagles, who we know aren't very good, and then they lose to the Giants, who we just beat, albeit not very not very handedly. But but they do lose to a, a bad Giants team. Uh, it's been fluky. They lose their head coach. They have the Henry Ruggs issues. Um, uh, Arnett too. They, they lose Arnett on on a ridiculous social media gun flashing with threats. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I could. I. I don't know if I see them winning another game this year. They've got a very, very tough schedule. Minus, you know, the Washington football team coming up. We still play them twice, right? We we play them twice, but they then so they've got us twice. They got the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Browns. They got the Broncos one more time, the Chargers one more time, and the Colts, not including the Washington football team, which that game, I'll give it to them, that that may be a win. It'll be really close, but the... They could definitely beat the football team, but outside of that... Outside of that, I don't know if they win another game. Unless the Bengals are really just falling flat on their face right now, I don't don't see another game that they might win. We look over the last couple weeks, Derek Carr has thrown multiple interceptions, I believe, in in each game, or at least one interception in each each of the last few games uh, minus the Denver game. He's thrown three in the last two. It hasn't looked pretty. Darren Waller has not gotten on his game, no matter how many receptions nope. he's caught. Darren Waller uh, has Jacobs, not good. I don't believe has hit over a hundred yards rushing in the tight last ends have been scarce. This three season. games. Uh, yeah. I, maybe even longer than that. Like it's, it's not working there offensively. It's not working there defensively. You're seeing the type of quarterback that we expect Derek Carr to be. It, it's not pretty over there in, in Raider country. No. no. It, and the, the the defense on that Raiders team looked like they were going to have a pretty damn good season. They I just, thought they, they hit a wall. Really good. They hit a wall real quick. Well, I, to be fair, it all came after they started having issues. Yeah. I, I, you remember me saying at the beginning of the year, I thought – that was a team that we needed to at least keep an eye on, which we did until yep. they came up with the issues mm-hmm. um, with how poorly we played. We we had played. I think they're the worst team in the division now. They might be. And honestly, if we're, if we're talking about the whole division, the Broncos might be better than the Chargers at the moment. With, with their win over the Cowboys and the way that the Chargers have been playing lately, the Broncos... Are looking the Broncos like, don't look awful. I looking. I mean, I, no, they look great. They're, against the, they're a the fantastic quarterback away from being like 
Oh, actually, actually oh, pretty yeah. decent. But again, a fantastic quarterback. Away. <laughs> right. Because Teddy <laughs> like, Bridgewater Teddy is two far from is, that. He's far from that, but it's not like he's the worst in the no, it, he, no, he's Bridgewater, middle of the pack for sure. Bridgewater doesn't suck at all. He, and he's been totally fine for the most part this year. But yeah, like I don't think the Broncos are bad. I I would argue right now with how dysfunctional the Raiders are, like I would trust the Broncos more, which is a weird thing to say at this point. But yeah, I, I do think they're going to really genuinely struggle the Raiders, that is, to actually win a lot down the stretch because how do you come back from some of this stuff? You've got a really hard back half of the schedule. Yeah. Right? Just, it's going to be dysfunctional. And the one thing, I feel really bad for the team. I honestly feel bad. Like, that's not a situation that you want to be in. No. That's nothing that any of us could have predicted. But the one thing it's that not I even like the about, front office's fault or, yeah, or it's, it's not, not the rest like, of the team's fault. It's not dysfunction or, caused by the organization. Right. It just, it's like you just had one, like, oh, that happened and then that happened and then and that happened. It's just like, it's not, a, it's not a Washington football team situation where it feels like the entire organization has lit itself on fire. It's, no. but there's one thing I am happy about and I do have the tweet bookmarked. It is by Mr. Raider Cody, uh, who said that they were going to be picking 32nd in Vegas. I believe that is the draft this year. Huh. Well, so have well, fun believing that. Uh, unless you trade back <laughs> yeah. or, or, or up. trade up. That ain't happening. No, no, no it's not. I, uh, I, and it's been weird also because Derek Carr has not played poorly this year. He didn't play well last week. He did not play well last week. He was bad against the Giants. And should we go through He's his been last pretty good. couple weeks? He obviously played poorly against the Giants. Uh, two interceptions, one touchdown, just shy of 300 yards um, against the Eagles with a really poor defense. He played he played fantastic. It was 31 for 34, 323, yeah. two touchdowns, interception. They did get a win there, but we know that defense Not is good. awful. Um, he did light up the Broncos, surprisingly, 341 for two touchdowns. His completion percentage was a little wonky. Derek Carr has been solid for the most part of the season, um, but you never know which Derek Carr you're going to get. But He's I mean, against, incredibly inconsistent. Against the Bears, he played absolutely awful. Incredibly inconsistent. Against the Chargers, he played absolutely awful. Like yeah. Yeah. Most of the games this season, he's played absolutely awful. Yeah, definitely in the last few. Um it is it's it, but also it's like this game could be so many things though because the chiefs also have been a very inconsistent team mm-hmm. the beginning yeah, i mean of, you never know what chiefs team you're going to get but you also never know what raiders team you're right, going to get right the beginning of the year for the chiefs y- you knew pretty quickly that they weren't going to be blowing a lot of teams away but they, they were going to score and now in the last few weeks they're not going to blow anybody out but hey the defense probably isn't going to give up too much I'll be honest I think this is the week that it clicks together I hope and maybe it, it may well, not be for the long haul but this is one of the few weeks that I think it clicks together well and the Chiefs problem is is that one side of the ball is picking up the slack on every game and we're not playing any complimentary football whatsoever we're not playing full four quarters either and no. I think the reason why last game was so good uh, even though it was only 13 to 7 and obviously we still have concerns about the offense it's because the other two phases of the ball played fantastic so we won two phases of the ball which is really all you need to win a football game that's true yeah yeah, it, it's going to be very interesting because I think this game could be like 35-31. I think this game could be like 17-16. to 
There's one thing we're still missing, I believe, uh, till it all comes together, and that's getting Clyde back into the offense. Um, She's getting closer. There's one thing that I've talked about a few times. There was uh, there was some nice statistics here uh, that I'll try to pull up. Yeah, it was uh, Patrick Mahomes playing with Clyde this year so far. It's 32 and a half, I believe, points per game. Wow. Without Clyde, it's 15 and 8. So obviously not good, right? Um, I I think a lot of people are discrediting him. Obviously, I don't think Clyde has the big playability, but I think he plays a much larger role in this offense that we're starting to see how inactive our offense has been over the last three to four weeks that he's been out. Um, we just can't rely on some of these guys that are in. Although I do want to see Derek Gore get more handoffs, get more PT get in on some passing plays. Derek Gore's got the big playability. I think he has a big mm-hmm. playability. He's just not getting the touches that he, he needs the I volume. He, he needs that volume. He needs a full game where he's the guy to go to. Yep, I agree. I would love to see that this week against the Raiders. Yeah. I would love to see a game where Derek Gore gets 18 carries. To be uh, 18 touches. Yeah. Give him 18 yeah. touches. I, I, mean, don't even 18 touches. I don't care if it's 18 Throwing carries. five screen Street he got plays. a couple drives care. of that against the Giants. He definitely did, and he looked he fantastic he looked in really those good. few drives. I mean, yeah. hand him the ball 13 times and throw him five screen passes. I mean, get him the ball. I think he I think he can definitely uh, make this offense go. I mean... No, he, he could. He, he could He could definitely provide a spark. Um, does Josh Gordon get another catch? Yes. I think with what we're seeing... Uh, Josh Gordon plays very hard from the whistle to the whistle or from the snap to the whistle. He uh, maybe part of the issue is, is he doesn't have all the route. We, we know how Andy likes it. If you come in your receiver, you know, every single route that's being run on every single play. So we can hot route, change it audible, whatever needs to be done. Um, I think what we're seeing is his snap volume is going up. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to continue to see an uptick if we're, gonna continue to see McColl not play through the whistle like we have for the last three years uh, I, I think Josh Gordon is gonna start seeing even more uptick and get th- himself more open and some more targets at least I think part of the reason why we haven't seen Josh Gordon get very many targets is because what Mahomes is going through right now personally himself I think he is trying to target people he trusts and I, yeah, I think sure. I think there's a trust and chemistry thing there that is the main reason why Josh Gordon hasn't gotten a lot of looks. Do you so with that you think that Pat trusts McColl quite a bit? He's had I think he trusts him a lot. I think he trusts him a lot more than Josh Gordon because I think when Josh Gordon goes out there, he's probably the second to third read, and Mahomes probably knows that, and he's gonna that first or second read he knows that Josh Gordon's the second third read on that play and he's probably looking hey if this guy's open I'd rather throw it to him than than try and I'll see if honest, Josh I, is open you know in our group chat I, I threw out some some stats that I like I, are we not rating McColl enough obviously he's not playing through the whistle I don't think his head is always there he's on pace for 700 over 700 yards receiving he's on pace for over 70% reception rate. Now, and, you know, everybody's going to say, well, he gets two to three jet sweeps a game. His average air yard per catch is like 14 yards. So, you know, add that in there. So his depth of target on average is 14 yards. It's definitely his best statistically... 
he's also getting his, a lot more volume. It's I'll his give him best that, stats per Higher uh, like volume, season. and he's catching the ball whenever it's coming to him for a majority of the time. I just don't know. Like, are we not giving him enough credit? I think he's still getting... I think he's getting the credit he deserves. Uh, the stats, I don't think, play the whole story. He's not finishing routes. He He's still putting the ball in the ground several times. And that, I mean, it's... He's got to stop. He's got to fix the little things that he's not doing right before he starts getting praise for all the little things he's doing correctly, because they're overshadowing it a hundred percent. I could, I could see that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think McColl's been okay, but I still think the Chiefs need to. I mean, to be moving forward, they need to target a true receiver. I mean, he's still. on pace for more yards than Sammy Watkins ever got as a yeah. Chief. I mean, but Sammy Watkins was also injured a lot. I mean, you look at his best year. It was for his first year in Kansas City. Uh, he he had 600 yards, and uh, if I remember correctly, he played 15 games. There was a time. Yeah, you might be right. There was a time about three years into a guy that we very much know's career, where he had about nine fumbles in a season, and people were very worried about him, no TK. matter how good he was. TK. Adrian Peterson. Oh, yeah. Adrian Peterson had a major fumbling problem. Look where he's at now. And he, there he were there were pe- time to fix that. There were people. I mean, I, there I, they were talking. I, Adrian Peterson has to fix it, or he's not going to have a very long career. Look where we're at now. He's with the Titans, and he's like 37, 36. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, mean, I mean, he's older for sure. Yeah, you just got to fix the little things to last in this in this. In this league, uh, I mean, if McColl doesn't fix the little things, I think he's out of the NFL in three seasons, um, which would give him about what a six-year career, which is pretty good for the NFL, but mm-hmm. not what you want not out of the guy who was drafted in the third to be round. Fair, in three years, he's only second round. He's, he's fumbled he the ball seven times. What three about this year? Two last year. Two that that, that probably doesn't three. take into account muffs. That does not take into account his which muffs, is probably about his four punt or and five. kick returns. Um, that that actually is not a stat on there that that so, I can find. So yeah, I, I mean I'll give you that. He puts the ball on the ground and sometimes drops some wide open passes and just doesn't finish routes. Fixes those things, which are one hundred percent things to, that you can fix. It's effort and just. Holding onto the ball, really. That's, I mean, that's all it is. Yeah, a lot of Protect it. Protect the ball. A lot of it. For Protect sure. the ball and just effort on your routes. So, how do you guys see this game playing out? Knowing that the the issues that the Raiders have uh, going into this game and the and the rest of their season, quite frankly. And do you th- one? Do you think they can turn it around? And two, how do you see the game going against the Chiefs? I do think that. I think both teams have the potential to figure out their problems, but I think the Raiders have less so just because of the behind, just because the behind the scenes issues are so great. Whereas the chiefs have on field problems, but they seem to have the stability to really lean into it, focus on it, work on it with very little distraction. I am really interested to see how this game is going to go. I think it's going to remain at least somewhat lower scoring, just because I, I, until I see both sides of the ball play well in the same game for the Chiefs, I, I'm going to doubt that they're going to be able to put together a I'm, full game. I'm in the same place. But also, this is a little bit of, of a toss-up game, I think. I think both teams 
both teams definitely need this win in a very tight AFC wildcard race that's shaping up down the stretch. A lot of five and four, a lot of four and five. Especially a very tight AFC West. Yes, a very, very, very tight AFC West. Way more difficult, way tighter than I thought it was going to be. Probably the tightest be. division in football. That and the AFC North. We all have five wins. Five wins. Yeah, we, and, we we talked about this in the post game coverage uh, uh, on Tuesday or when it came out on Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever. Um, there are only two teams that lead the AFC with more than five wins. Everybody else has five wins. Whether and I feel like and we're five and four, relatively five at the same Crazy. place in the power rankings. Within yeah. the same like eight rankings, I think we're all right in there. Yeah, I mean, you you look yeah. at it, the Bills. That's crazy. Well, yeah, it was the Bills, the Patriots, everybody in the AFC West. You have uh, Tennessee. Steelers, Bengals, is, Browns. Yeah, Browns all have four. Of them, all of them have – no. The, the Browns uh, have three, five. The Browns there's have five. three in the AFC North that have uh, f- five wins, and then mm-hmm. you got the Ravens with six. Yep. And, you know, the, the only one that's an outlier is the AFC South, which nobody knows what they're doing there except for no. the Titans. No. No. Huh. And even then, I mean, and, and even then, the Colts are still only game, like a game and a half out. Yeah, of, of the wild there are a couple. Oh, of the of wild, wild card, card. they're yeah, only yeah, like yeah. a game and a half out. A wild yeah, because they're only out. they've got four. Yeah, they're four and five. Um, yeah, wild stretch here. Um, both teams need the win for sure. Like you still, you can't really afford to lose against a divisional opponent. Um, you can't afford to lose at home too much. If if you're the Raiders, are we picking this game now? Yeah. I'm ready. I'm done. All right, let's do it. I am going to take the Chiefs 23-21. Wow. Uh, I I do think it stays close. I think it stays lower scoring. But I think the Chiefs pull it out uh, in in a somewhat defensive battle. This game is definitely hard to read because the Raiders' offense has been inconsistent. The Raiders' defense has been inconsistent. And the same with the Chiefs, both offense and defense, super inconsistent. So we don't know which side of the ball is going to show up for either team uh, and play their minds out because the Chiefs could pull out 2019 Chiefs and just put up 40 points uh, out of nowhere, or we could put up 13 and the defense could hold them to two <laughs> because the offense got a safety. Right. <laughs> but um, to pick this game, I am going with the defense continuing uh just because we haven't seen much out of the offense. I think they take some strides in this game. I think there is a deep ball uh, to McColl or Tyreek in this game that gets completed. I think they're going to start getting on the same page. But I have the Chiefs in this one uh, scoring three touchdowns for 21 points and beating the Raiders, who score 20. 21 to 20. I think this is the week that everything starts to click together. It may not hold together. It may just be by duct tape at this point. Uh, but for one week, and and there can be momentum built up on that, but for one week, we have it all together. Offense, defense, special teams, clicking and moving. I have the Kansas City Chiefs. They're only favored by two and a half. I've got them winning 35 to 17. I feel like this team is like a giant boulder teetering on the edge of a cliff. And I think once they get pushed over, it's just going to snowball like crazy. Once they get that one game that is just dominant, I don't think they're stopping. That's 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 the team that we've shown to be over the last few years. I think that's all they need. It's just a matter of when it happens. Hopefully you're right because I think it's not stopping once it happens. It's true. 
Well, we've got the rest of the week to look forward to today that uh, that we're recording. This is Thursday, so we'll be picking these right before kickoff of the Thursday game. We've got the Baltimore Ravens heading into Hard Rock Stadium, taking on Tua and the Dolphins. Baltimore is an eight and a half point favorite. Uh, Baltimore by 10. I am going to take the Dolphins by one. Wow. I got the Dolphins winning this one in an upset. Uh, that's a big one. I've got the Ravens here as well. They're starting to look good. Uh, Rashad Rashad Bateman mm-hmm. uh, is coming off an of injury. He's looking really good. They're starting to get some receiving uptick there. Uh, we'll move on to our Sunday games. We are going to start off in the noon hour. We've got the Atlanta Falcons heading into AT&T Stadium, taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are nine-point favorite in this game. I think the Cowboys will bounce back and get the win. I agree. I think that was a fluky game. Give me the Cowboys in this one, even though I do like the Falcons. Everybody's got at least one fluky game in a 16-game season. Now we're in a 17-game season, so uh, everybody gets probably two, uh, just like a blind squirrel. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Cowboys by a big one here. Uh, Next up in the noon hour, we've got the New Orleans Saints tailored by uh who's that uh, trevor simeon trevor simeon trevor simeon uh they are going to be taking on adrian peterson and the tennessee titans <laughs> in nashville tennessee is a three-point favorite in this game yeah i think the titans will continue to be arguably the best team in the afc right now i think they're gonna get the win tennessee uh has got one of the easiest schedules i've ever seen to end a end a season and they're gonna finish with 13 or 14 wins i think they're definitely winning it's this very one. possible that they do that i think they're winning this one this is one of their hardest games left uh outside of the new england game but they're gonna get a victory tonight i'm also or gonna give sunday. it sunday yes yeah, sunday Not tonight i'm also gonna give it to the titans there the saints are probably just done for the rest of the season might as well put Taysom hill and see what you got for next year uh, next up in the noon hour, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars heading into Lucas Oil Stadium, taking on Carson Wentz and the Colts. Indianapolis is a 10.5-point favorite in this game. And I am going to take the Colts. The Jags, they will be riding high off that great win over the Buffalo Bills, but I think the Colts will come and get to 500. Yep. Give me the Indianapolis Colts in this one as well. Jacksonville, I have no faith in them. They've had a couple fluky wins, but give me... Give me Indy. I am also going to take the Colts in this one. Uh, it's up in the air whether James Robinson will be playing or not. Um, if he plays, I think that changes the dynamic. But if he's not 100%, it may change. Uh, next up in the noon hour, it's a very good game here. Team, Two teams that are 5-4. and four. Baker Mayfield with a broken shoulder is leading the Browns into Gillette Stadium, taking on Mac Jones and the Patriots. Patriots are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I am going to take the Cleveland Browns, the Odell-less Browns, to get the win in Foxborough. Give me Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Mac Jones is going to get another victory this week. And uh, Bill Belichick's defense will be to thank for that. I am also going to go with Landon and give it to the Browns. The team just plays so much better. I mean, there's statistics out there for you people to see it. The team plays much better when OBJ is not on the field. Give me the Browns in this week. Next up in the noon hour, we've got the Bills trying to bounce back against the Jets in MetLife Stadium. For some god-awful reason, Buffalo is a 12-point favorite after losing to the Jags. I mean, though, if you got to pick one team for a bounce-back week after hey, a bad loss. Mike White is in on this game. I mean, Josh Johnson 
threw for 300 yards Hall against the Colts. Hall of Famer, Mike White. <laughs> uh, it, you know, as much as I want to see Mike White drop another 400, <laughs> 400 piece on, on another team, I am going to take the Bills here to get that bounce back win. Man, Bills Mafia would be in turmoil if they oh, lost back-to-back back weeks against Absolutely love it. <laughs> the Jags and the Jets, but give me the bills here because there's no way that happens yeah i'm also going to take the bills in this one as much as i'd love to see it it's still possible we have no i wish josh johnson was playing because i'm a fan he's not better than mike white mike white's a hall of famer shut up (laughs) (laughs) next up in the noon hour we've got the zero and eight detroit lions heading into pittsburgh taking on ben roethlisberger and the steelers pittsburgh and this one is an eight point favorite Your dog was licking itself, and I had to. You don't like that, so I was helping you with that. <laughs> who is who are the Steelers playing? Uh, the Lions. Ah, oh, okay. at, at home. Should have said Steelers. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me the Steelers in this one. Uh, Detroit is bad, and I'm done trying to pick their upset. Yeah, um, it's not happening. Yeah, I, I. It just seems like they're gonna go zero and seventeen this year. I got, I got just, one in 16 is my prediction. They'll we're just get one, waiting but. for the Dan Orlovsky run out of the back of the end zone play for this year. And if I Jared just, Goff does that. Oh, he's going to be uh, out of the league. Number one overall pick to Dan Orlovsky. Oof. <laughs> and he's probably not as good as Dan is once he retires. No. Would be no. very surprised. Dan's amazing where he's at. I'm also going to take the Steelers, make that one easy. Next up, we've got the reverse We've got the reverse records, a 6-2 and two, taking on a 2-6. and six. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers head into uh, Washington, D.C., taking on the football team. Tampa Bay is a 9.5-point favorite. They cover and then some, I think. A lot of points for the Buccaneers this week and a big win. Can, Are they coming off of a bye? Yes. Can you even, like, fathom that this was a close playoff game last year. <laughs> Their defense, the Washington defense, played much, much better they did. last yes. year. And, and to be fair, with, with Dallas down Dak, the the yeah. division was up for grabs mm-hmm. for anyone. It's wild. Correct. But Buccaneers here by a lot of points. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Bucks. Not even close. Now, we do have the Carolina Panthers up next. Uh, we're actually jumping into the 305 games. So the Carolina Panthers are going to head into Arizona. We've got a little hitch in the giddy up here. Arizona is a 10.5 point favorite, but does Cam Newton play this week? PJ Walker starting this game. I hope so. I don't so. care P- what you PJ say. PJ Walker will start PJ. this game. Maybe PJ is the new starter over Cam. Huh, right. That would be fantastic. They just gave that see. man four and a half million guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Cam's starting next week, but not this week. Uh, Arizona will win this game, though, regardless of quarterback. Uh, Aaron Rodgers could be starting this game, and I still probably take Arizona over the Panthers because the Panthers just don't have it. The Cardinals are going to win this game, even if they have to start Colt McCoy. Yeah, I'm as we also, saw last week. As they did last week. I'm also going to take the Cardinals here, the Panthers. Uh, CMC is back this week, so it changes the dynamic a little bit. But, Don't matter. Uh, doesn't really matter. Next up in the 305 hour, we've got the Minnesota Vikings, led by First Cousins, heading into SoFi Stadium, taking on Jay Herb and the Chargers. Chargers, after some turmoil weeks, are a three-point favorite in this game. I think this is going to be a shootout that the Chargers find a way to win and maybe get themselves back on track. 
Yeah, give me the Chargers in this. I really hope they lose this game, but I think they're going to win. I am not going to take the Chargers. It's been really, really bad for them so far. As much as I like Jay Herb, it's just not been bouncing in their favor. It hasn't been bouncing in the Vikings' favor either, but Dalvin Cook's probably going to try and get a couple more yards out of himself before we know what's going to happen in that situation as well. So give me the Vikings. Next up at the 325 hour, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles heading into Mile High Stadium, taking on the Donkeys. Denver's two and a half point favorite. And I got to take the Broncos to somehow, some way, get to six and four. I think they're going to get a win against a not very good Eagles team. Yeah, give me the Broncos. Another victory for them. Uh, it'd be nice to see them put pitch another shutout. I'm not a big Broncos fan, but I do like watching their defense. Yeah, their defense is is very strong. I do also. I'm a big big fan of Tim Patrick. Love him. Love Tim Patrick. Hope that I don't believe Needs he's way more too targets. far injured. Um, so so he should be back this week. We'll have to see how it plays out. But give me the Broncos in that win. Uh, wrapping things up for Sunday as we already picked the Sunday night game. This is the last three twenty five hour game. Pretty decent one coming up. Seattle Seahawks heading into Green Bay, taking on Aaron Rodgers will be back, and the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to take the Packers. Um, it, Rodgers is back, and they, they, they're going to score a lot more than seven. Yep. Give me give me the Packers. Uh, this Green Bay team with Aaron Rodgers is too good. I still think they will end up in the NFC Championship game, and uh, – once you get to that game, you do never we know, know if what's Russell is back this week? He's closer. I'm not sure. I haven't heard much on that. The Seahawks defense is bad. It's though. awful. I don't think it really stands a chance against this Green Bay team, especially with Aaron Rodgers playing. It was going to be a. Sh- I was no. going to if Aaron Rodgers was in last no. week, I would have picked the Green Bay Packers oh. to win. But give me the Packers to win in this Sunday last 3:25 hour game. Uh, like I said, we already picked the Chiefs game. It is this Sunday night game. I do love a nice prime time. So Monday is the next and last game that we have. It is the LA Rams without OBJ heading into San Francisco, taking on the 49ers. Rams are for some reason only a four point favorite. Yeah. Really disappointing season for the Niners to this point. Um, Last year, they blamed it on injuries this year. Uh, you, you you don't have that excuse anymore. Not nearly as much. I, I'm going to take the Rams to win uh, pretty pretty well. I saw a uh, post on Twitter uh, with the they, – they had the matchup with picture of two players for this matchup on, on Twitter. I showed Landon. It was pretty comical. Uh, the pictures were Odell Beckham and Jimmy Garoppolo. And I was like, that is not who I'm going to be watching in this game. No. <laughs> Especially uh, because OBJ's OBJ not going to be. probably won't even play. And uh, Jimmy G's bad. So <laughs> give me the Rams. It uh, should have been Joey Bosa and Aaron Donald. When when yes. do you guys think they're going to finally start Trey Lance? Completely. The last few games when of this my, year. When Kyle Shanahan gets uh, fired this season. Gosh, if he gets fired, you guys know where Kyle Shanahan's going to end up. Kansas City, because Andy Reid's retiring. Denver. Here first. Denver, Colorado. It's going to be Denver. I hope not. They're going to give him all the money. And they have two very good backs, which he just, you know, he loves to run. Yes. (laughs) Yes, very much. It's going to be. I will be trading for Melvin Gordon instantly in our fantasy league. (laughs) Well, I'm also going to take the Rams here to wrap up our week of the NFL. Yeah, and it's going to be another good week. Um, Chiefs, Raiders. 
uh, it's a, it's a big one. If if the Chiefs win, I I would predict them to be in the playoffs. If they beat the Raiders, if not, then uh, you know there's I'm, still a chance. But I would be continue to be skeptical. Yeah, it would it would be a tough road if we lost to a division uh, team right now. <laughs> if it's gonna be a division team, I'd like it to be the Raiders. We still have another game against them, and I think they're the worst team in the division. So I think they're not gonna the the head to head's not gonna matter later. But you really don't want to lose this game. No. No, you do not. Um, thank you all for listening. Happy to be back after a couple episodes missed. I'm Landon Fields. You can find me on Twitter at Fields underscore Lando. I'm Caleb Derlin. You can find me on Twitter at CDerlin53. I'm Tyler Svitnaya. You can follow me at underscore Suavage underscore. And you can find this show on Twitter at TLCFP. Follow us all those places for more of our Chiefs take and more about the show. Well, we'll be watching. It's going to be a fun one, I think. It'll be a very interesting game to watch. But as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs.